way you cut it, 30-somethings are considered actual grown-ups. But many of us feel far from it. It's the bait and switch we didn't see coming. Being in your 30s means something different in a new millennium. But what does that look like? That's what I'm here to find out. I'll be digging into the stories and experiences of a new crop of 30-somethings, myself included. From navigating career dissatisfaction to searching for one's life purpose, all while still having a clear opinion on which 90s boy band reigns supreme, I'll be sharing how we navigate life's highlights and disappointments. This podcast is a series of conversations about life expectations, how we're all dealing, and what comes next. I'm Ashley White, and this is the Adults Aren't Alright podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Adults Aren't Alright. I'm Ashley White. Today, I want to get into this idea that millennials need to give up. Now, I don't mean it in the way that it sounds. It's called a hook. Um, so here's the deal. For the last year or so, maybe maybe two years, I don't know what is time, um, there's been this shift Millennials, the millennial generation, 30-somethings, you know, we've started seeing things come back from our formative years, like the early 2000s. And these are things we aren't necessarily ready to come back. We're not ready for them, like low-rise jeans, for example. And while there are a lot of funny reactions of us being like, nope, no, thank you, absolutely not, nope, you guys are crazy, there's also this feeling of no longer being in the driver's seat of what is like acceptable and cool and like this feeling of being out of control and of being left behind. And that feeling has spread alongside, you know, a few jabs by Gen Z and people who write about culture on the zeitgeist, uh, poking fun at us for you know, being old now, apparently, and, and out of touch. Um, you know, remember the whole millennials are chuggy thing? I don't even know if people are still actually saying this, but for, for a bit, there was this, um, I think it originated on TikTok where oh, so many things originate these days. Uh, basically that things that millennials do are chuggy, like Chevron is chuggy, like Waldy cows are chuggy. Blonde hair was chuggy for a minute and I was offended. And then it's just like, it was funny. And I think it was just supposed to be funny, but we, a lot of us <laughs> took it kind of like, wait, ouch, wait, what are you talking about? Like, why am I so attacked right now? Um, but, you know, here's where my point comes in. This, this is all what is literally supposed to happen. All of these, all of these things are, that's literally what is supposed to happen. The younger generation always slags off the older generation. Um, you know, for us, we, we turned on boomers, uh, you know, for like completely destroying the economy and then blaming us for it, you know, and not so much Gen X, right? Um, we felt a little bit more, I don't know, kind of connected to Gen X, maybe. We felt maybe, so maybe we felt a false sense of security with Gen Z being just one generation behind us. We're like, no, they, they get it. We're kind of on the same page. Like, we're hip, we're cool. Um, but that didn't happen, did it? Um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter though. Like, this is the way of the world and it's part of wrestling with the slow bleed of our youth, right? Like, I also think that millennials are uniquely poised to sort of internalize criticism rather than just kind of like let it roll off our backs. You know, some argue because it's, you know, we're soft and we were coddled as kids. So when we're critiqued, they say we crumble. And, you know, I'm sure that's the case for some. 
you know, but if you're going to speak in generational terms, I also think that our parents took a different approach to raising us than their parents and grandparents and yada, yada, right? Like our parents were more involved in our development if they had the means to do so, of course. Um, they were more likely to be our coaches during Little League, our, our room moms and dads, and they were generally just hyper-involved in encouraging us at every sort of step in a way that no generation of parents had, had really been able to do before. So this feedback loop, right, that, that we were getting as kids conditioned us to both expect and pay attention to what authority figures like our parents, teachers, and eventually bosses were telling us. So that when another generation criticizes us, like Gen Z, saying that skinny jeans are out, although I don't know how you wear knee-high boots with like a like a sl- straight leg or a slouchy a slouchy jean, I don't I don't think I can endorse the ba- the feeling of baggy bunched up denim like just shoved into a boot uh, like that is hell. I don't know. That's a special kind of fabric hell, and I'm not here for it. So anyway. If, if someone wants to tell me how I'm supposed to do a, a you know a, a, a straight leg jean with a with a knee high boot, we can address that. Um, we can address that here. But anyway, I digress. So when another generation criticizes us, like Gen Z saying that skinny jeans are out, we're more likely to internalize that and give it maybe more weight than it's worth. I don't. I don't blame Gen Z. You know, they don't know what they're doing, right? Like, they, like most of them are still kids, and even the oldest ones are still what like in their twenties. I hi. Does anybody know anything in their 20s? Not really. You know, you think you do, and you're old enough to do all of the things, but then once you get here, once you get to, like, you know, 30, 33, 35, 36, you're like, oh, I didn't know shit about shit. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it. Yeah, my brain was jello. That's fine. All right. Well, that's cool. You know, you live, you learn. So, you know, it's not an insult to say that that Gen Z doesn't know what they're doing. They're not supposed to know what they're doing, right, or saying or whatever. And you know, remember how this podcast is all about we, the 30-somethings in the room, wrestle with this exact same thing. So, you know, Gen Z, they're taking trends we wore in middle school, wide and straight leg jeans, Doc Martens, dog claws, butterfly clips, and they're pretending they invented them. Or maybe they're just not acknowledging that they didn't invent them either way. It makes zero sense, but like every generation does this, right? Trends are cyclical, especially fashion. You know, you hate a blanket scarf. It's chuggy. You know, just wait. You or someone younger will be wearing one in 10 years. Just wait and see. It'll be back. It's how this whole thing works. We stole, you know, um, we stole and or borrowed from 70s fashion. Still do it. Uh, from 80s fashion a little bit, uh, obviously. So, I mean, the early 2000s fashion being back right now is what is just sending me. I, you know, I'm all about everyone experimenting and with fashion and wearing whatever they like and whatever makes them feel good but the horrific nightmares I still have about exposing my butt crack because my jeans were too low rise I just it was a constant battle every day to make sure that as I sat down in into whatever you know chair or bench or you know what have you uh, at school I was not exposing part of my butt because the jeans were so were so fucking low um so uh, Gen Z wants to jump on this. They want to go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Have fun. You know, make it your own. Um, I'm going to stick with my mid and high rise just because, like, that's my jam. Like, it's fine. But back to this chuggy thing, right? Getting a large, oversized beach hat and, like, having out of office or, you know, vacay um, written, embroidered in, in cursive on on the top of it, that's really chuggy. Um, any sort of decals in your home that you know give instructions like you know eat or you know live laugh love or whatever this met bless this mess or I don't know 
But there was this fascinating piece in The Cut recently. I'll link it in the show notes below. It's by Allison P. Davis, um, herself an elder millennial, although she calls herself a geriatric millennial, which you know I take issue with. Um, it's called A Vibe Shift is Coming, Will Any of Us Survive It? And what it's attempting to do is nail down what seems to be happening in the culture right now, um, what pop culture expert Sean Monahan calls a vibe shift. Um, it's a cultural shift, a pivot, like a remixing of what we like, what we wear, where we go, and unwind it, how, how we spend our time in general. It's basically like what's cool. And Sean has been doing this for years and years. He has this ability to sort of see an era for what it is and name it um, before or, you know, when he's in it, which is a special sort of seeing the forest through the fashionable trees or something. You know, we can all sort of easily identify, oh, that's the Roaring Twenties, and oh, that was 80s decadence. But could you have recognized those eras if you lived them while you were living them? Um, I don't know that I could or can. That's a special skill, and that's a skill that Sean has and has been, you know, employing and talking about for 20-something years. So in this discussion around the impending shift and, like, what form that will take and what it will look like, what, you know, what will be the identifying sort of uh, factors of, of the shift of this new era. Allison talks about, you know, a general feeling of fear so many of us have, um, especially those of us of the millennial persuasion, about being left behind, of, of not surviving the shift. You know, like when you're in the current cultural vibe, even if you don't like or subscribe to the things that are deemed cool, you at least know about them, you're aware and you can speak to them. But you know, if, if the vibe shifts and you don't, you're, you're stuck and you can no longer speak to the things that are in. You might not even be aware of what's in and what's not. Uh, maybe you just get, you know, occasional reminders that the things that you like are, are lame now or dated. Um, you know, you don't have the latest information. You are no longer getting the company emails. You are stuck and you have been locked out. And it's terrifying in a way. Um, it's one of those early hallmarks of age and more darkly, relevance, that haunt us in this, you know, sort of 30-something space. You know, we don't feel like we should be in the position to be left on the platform as the train of cool pulls away from the station. And yet, some of us are uh, stuck standing here on this metaphorical platform I created to serve this analogy, like holding our Kate Spade crossbodies as the rest of the in-crowd whisks away with their Bottega clutches. Uh, you know, it's it's scary, and it feels alien, Um and not fair also, but I, you know, I bring it back. A younger generation is always going to come in and redefine what's cool or what's trendy. It's, it's kind of their job. It doesn't mean that you have to pay attention though, or at least you don't have to play, pay as close attention as you're maybe paying now. Sure, that live, laugh, love decal is dated, uh, but if you like it, like who cares? Who gives a shit? It's, it's more important to wear and buy what you like versus trying to chase a trend always. And I think that like Generation X before us, we can come to a place where we decide what we like as individuals and less about what the internet or the zeitgeist or the culture is telling us is cool. I think by understanding that we were a generation more rooted and accustomed to communication and feedback, and that's where our knee-jerk sensitivity can come from, we can identify this for what it is something that doesn't really affect us like none of it matters nothing happens to you not really if you're stuck and you don't survive a vibe shift oh you're stuck enjoying something that you like to do oh god you know like whatever who cares if people think it's cool or not or if 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 pop culture has moved on like that's another part of being in your 30s 
that I enjoy. You can you can and should laugh at this stuff and and just sort of kind of like let it roll and not care because sure we're struggling with our adulthood and with like not being young anymore and thus perhaps also losing an element of that of the moment coolness we enjoyed in our 20s but the confidence of self and the kind of the choice to care or not that comes with your 30s is something we should lean into here, something that we should certainly embrace. Because that's the trade-off, right? Like we give up the idea or we let go of the idea rather that we're always going to be the on-trend generation or the coolest kids in the room and we lean into being at an age where you've seen enough to know what's going on, you've survived enough to know you can handle it, and at the end of the day, you, you kind of know who you are. Now, does that mean that we're not going to have the occasional inner panic, uh, that we're, you know, not on the right track or that we're behind? No. Does that mean that we're never going to feel insecure again? Absolutely not. (laughs) But we're more balanced than we used to be. We know that these things come and go, that you ride the wave of fear and that, you know, the sun still comes up tomorrow. Maybe the cultural what's cool matters less and less as you ground in this. Now, that's just, you know, like general life shit that, you know, grownups used to say to us, I can clearly remember them saying to me, like, this isn't going to matter. Like, you don't have to care about this. And I thought, that's nice, but that is like not real. Uh, No, this is, this is, I'm in a full blown like existential crisis over this, you know, thought that someone has about me. Because when you're a kid, like, or even a young adult, that whole like, let it roll off your back is one of the hardest things to do in the world for a lot of us. When you're... You know, when you're going through a tough time and someone says, you know, it's all going to work out. Yeah, right. But like how? But now that we've endured enough, been on the planet long enough, we've learned that knowledge for ourselves. We've earned that knowledge. We don't have to rely on adults telling us this. We are now the adults telling people younger than us, like, just let it roll off your back. This isn't going to matter in five years. I remember when a cousin of mine was in high school and she was having some issues with, you know, like just like typical catty mean girl shit, right? And I remember hearing about how she was struggling and immediately being transported back to that feeling of being on the outs with your friend group or worrying about people talking about behind your back. And we all have those experiences. And when I heard about what my cousin was going through, I instantly remembered what that was like. I was transported back there. There was, you know, some PTSD that bubbled up for sure. But I remember snapping back to the president and being like, no, 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 like this isn't going to matter. This is not going to matter. This literally does not matter. Like it's not going to matter in three years or five years or whatever. And, but also knowing that even though I knew that because I had lived it, I also knew that she wasn't going to get it because just as I couldn't understand that when adults said the same thing to me when I was her age, she couldn't understand it when I was saying it to her. So even though millennials may more easily internalize criticism, we're still capable of taking a step back and recognizing the bullshit that isn't going to matter in a few months, a year, or a few years. And I I think we should lean into that more, especially as we age and our generation becomes less and less on trend and more often out of touch. These things are going to continue to come up and come up more often. So like, let's get comfortable with it. Let's stop caring so much. Let's let go. Let's give up in a sense. And even though we're still wrestling with the fact that we don't feel like adults, we have gained the very real skill of taking stock of what matters and what doesn't. I mean, there's just, we've got enough to worry about these days, right? Like we got to, we got to spend our time elsewhere. There are actual crises to attend to really. People have, you know, families to raise, careers to run, dogs to snuggle for some of us. Um, Is it really a good use of our very responsive sensitivity to get offended over stuff that doesn't matter? I don't think so. 
So that's what I'm going to do uh, or attempt to do when someone says that something I love is dated or I realize a much loved trend is sadly now the opposite. I'm going to try and let it roll. My Aries moon and Capricorn sun uh, be damned. And these things are usually funny. So, you know, let's just like, let's just laugh about it. Let's just try and have a laugh. And I will see you all in a blanket scarf here in 10 to 15 years because that is absolutely going to happen. Mark my words. That'll do it for this super short, super quick episode. Um, I hope this kept you company, uh, entertained you in the short drive between your house and the local gas station or uh, when you're running to pick up your food or going to Target or whatever have you, uh, whatever six minutes you had in your life to spare. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. So you can subscribe to The Adults Aren't All Right anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, we're everywhere. Uh, links to get with me are in, links to get with me, wow, that's a, that's a different podcast. Um, links to get in touch with me are in the show notes below, so please don't hesitate to hit me up. And until next time, I've been your host, Ashley White, and we'll chat soon. Bye.